Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Thanks for being here. Before we get started, important question. Have you subscribed to this podcast? If you're a regular listener, or even if this is your first time, we would really appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and a review. And of course, subscribe so that you'll always be in the know on politics and education, transportation, arts and culture, and much more. All right, it's time for more Reset. Illinois is the first of a growing number of states to require Asian American history in public schools. But if you're a teacher who was never taught and has never taught Asian American history, where do you start? Today, we're checking in with two advocates behind workshops on the subject that are free for all Illinois educators. Grace Pye is executive director of Asian Americans Advancing Justice Chicago. And Laura Hope Probacher is an educator for Noble Schools in Chicago. Laura, let me start with you. How long have you been a teacher? Um, This is my 10th year in education. 10th year. Okay. So (laughs) how was Asian American history typically taught in the past before this year? Yes. Uh, Before this year, it really was more so I'm thinking back to like my experience as a student as well as also seeing it in different classrooms as as a teacher. Um, It was really more so just kind of in passing or like a slight, just short moments, like tidbits here and there, never really fully to the extent um, Mm -hmm. that Asian Americans really have contributed uh, to history. Just kind of an afterthought. Yes, essentially. (laughs) Lovely. Um, Grace, talk more about that. Why is it that what was being taught before just wasn't enough? What was missing? Well, you know, I think Asian American history, when it has been included, has been very, very narrow. Like people focus on the Chinese Exclusion Act or the contributions of Chinese American railroad workers or Japanese American incarceration during World War II. But typically, those are the only lessons that students get if they're getting any Asian American history at all. And so we really want to focus on examples and make sure that educators are incorporating things that show Asian Americans as agents of change, not just victims mm-hmm. to what's going on, particularly in light of the anti-Asian and racism and sentiment that we've seen rising since the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. Well, Reset producer Micah Yason actually spoke with Melissa Guzman, who's a student teacher and senior studying education at Illinois State University. As a future teacher, Melissa has been reflecting on, on why it's important for educators to actively think about the way that they're representing their students in the classrooms. Telling a one-sided story can be damaging to many of the students, and it doesn't allow them to be seen, and it doesn't allow them to learn about their own histories. So this is, Grace, on your point about sort of what parts of the Asian American experience are missing, right, in, in the way that things have been taught before. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, we heard from high school students who were engaged in the advocacy process to pass the Teach Act just the stories of how they have seen their own communities portrayed. One Filipina-American high school student who recently graduated shared that she only learned about Filipinos in the context of the Philippines being colonized by the United States. And she didn't see any other depiction of her community. And I think that's so heartbreaking because there are some really 
powerful examples, you know, just for her own identity about Filipino Americans making huge progress and contributing to social change in the United States, like with the United Farm Workers Movement. Most people don't learn about the Filipino farm workers who were actually the first to go on strike and who built an alliance with Cesar Chavez to, you know, create this huge labor movement around farm workers' Mm -hmm. rights. Um, People don't learn about the Filipinos involved in that, and that's a huge disservice to our history. So take us to the classroom, Laura. Give us insight into what it takes for teachers to create their own lesson plans around Asian American history. Yeah, so typically teachers do have their curriculum set for the school year well before the school year starts. Like right. we as like if you know any teachers, you know that teachers are very well organized, plan ahead. And so typically our workshops that we've been holding our sessions are more so to provide resources, additional information, lesson plans, um, you know, books, content to just essentially kind of put into the already existing lesson plans. So we're not asking teachers to blow up their entire lesson plans as the school year is either approaching or while we're almost now approaching the halfway mark. It's more so just to take whatever, like whatever has already been existing in lesson plans and where we see historically like Asian Americans are not being included in historical events that have existed for years and years that we've taught for years and years. We're just now providing that information and resource to actually know how to teach about the Asian American, you know, um, significant figures or significant events that have occurred. And the, the ones that you've come across, teachers, I mean, have they been receptive to this? I mean, this is new, right? This is something they're essentially adding to their workload, but is everyone open so far? Yes. I mean, so far, like the majority is very open to the, you know, just wanting to really diversify, knowing how much of an influence educators have in, in students' lives and knowing that like our, you know, the face of the U.S. history has is constantly changing and it just makes sense to adapt our curriculum and our lesson plans to fit what our, you know, students are able to learn about and see in their own everyday life. Yeah. Well, we spoke with Abby Harris, who's an elementary school music teacher in Champaign, Here's what she had to say about all the digging that she's had to do to create lesson plans here. I would be up late at night, like trying to find websites and resources and making sure it's accurate. And then also like how to break it down so that like a first grader, kindergarten or a second grader can understand it. But also like if I decide to teach that lesson to older kids, like how can I make this a little bit more challenging so the concepts are still also understood? You're nodding, Laura. It sounds like this is familiar to you. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, like teachers have lots on their plates. And like we we know that like as an educator myself, like the, the goal is not to make this harder on teachers. Like we know that teachers are balancing a lot, especially after having to, you know, balance out remote learning and teaching and knowing that there's already so much to do. So our hope is that, right, we've included resources that are divided up by grades and by topics to really try to make teachers' lives a little bit easier so they're not up way past their bedtimes like many educators you know are regardless but hopefully there's a little bit more like peace of mind knowing that this information is readily available it's a matter of just knowing that teachers know their students best figuring out how to best execute it to their students and grace asian americans advancing justice i understand is is one of the many groups that actually came together to create these free professional development you know programs to to prepare educators tell this richer story of, of asian american history is that right Yes. So, I mean, from the advocacy behind passing the bill, we had 
so many different groups at the table, both Asian American groups who were part of our steering committee, really informing what went into the bill, but also non-Asian American groups who understood how important it is to uplift all of the different diverse histories of our communities. And we've been really lucky to have amazing partnerships in this implementation phase. We've worked closely with the Illinois State Board of Education. We've worked with teachers unions to bring these professional development workshops to their members. We've worked with, you know, universities who have teacher prep programs. We've um, gone directly to school districts. We've had just a wealth of partners. And, you know, I think we've engaged a lot of educators, people like Laura, who helped us craft this professional development workshop to make sure that it was responsive to the needs of teachers and to also vet these resources, right? We compiled a huge database because we understand that often teachers are put in the position of doing the research themselves. And we wanted to do a little bit of that for them, you know, give them kind of a one-stop shop where mm-hmm. they could find a variety of diverse resources. So we're proud to have put that together. That's great. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, educators across Illinois, they're coming together to centralize resources and learning tools around Asian American history for other teachers. And with us now to tell us more is Grace Pye with the Asian Americans Advancing Justice in Chicago and Laura Hoke Prabakar of Noble Schools in Chicago. So, Laura... Getting really specific, tell us more about what people are learning in the um, in the workshops. I'm I'm seeing things like uh, Asian American stereotypes, mm-hmm. right? Um, demographics of Asian Americans in Illinois, things like that. Yeah. So typically, our sessions we really start with the mindset of like everyone's coming in with the open mind of like wanting to learn more and knowing that before we just jump into you know here's this you know mandate that you know now requires Asian American history to be put into schools, but let's first take a step back and learn about who Asian Americans are, mm-hmm. and that includes the demographics that you mentioned as well as just like, and then also who are Asian Americans not. So that's where we dive more into like the stereotypes. Very important. And then we're able to then also dive a little bit deeper with like lesson demonstrations of just historical events and historical figures that have really shaped who a- the Asian American community is, um, not just within the community, but also how it intersects with other communities in the U.S. So that's really kind of what Our session is really just like a primer of being able to hopefully help, you know, like start up those questions that people may be wondering, help answer anything, and also just be able to, you know, kind of help the, you know, any resources that teachers need to actually have in the classrooms rather than just wondering how to do it. That's what these sessions are really able to provide is like, not only are we going to tell you about who Asian Americans are and are not, but here's also some, some actual true resources that you can actually have either paper copies that you can print out from our resource database that we have or online versions that you can, you know, be able to implement essentially into your already existing curriculum. That's great. Here's another workshop attendee. This is Katie Hollenberg, who's a second grade teacher from John Middleton Elementary in Skokie. She's been an educator for 25 years, and she mentioned that the workshop, um, at the workshop, she heard names of Asian Americans that were connected to social justice movements that she's just never heard of before. I had heard of Ruby Bridges before and have taught Ruby Bridges quite a few times. I had heard of Sylvia Mendez and taught her before, but I had never heard of Mamie Tape, and I had never heard of Alice Piper. And I was just really shocked to see that after all these years of teaching and that there were still things that I really didn't know. Grace, talk about the importance here of including historical events and examples of Asian Americans that, you know, can draw with other communities of color. Absolutely. There are so many important examples of when Asian Americans have worked with other communities of color to advance civil rights and a lot of parallels between our communities. So Mamie Tape was a child, Chinese American child, who was not allowed to attend uh, a white 
public school in San Francisco because she was Chinese. And her parents went and sued that school district, and they took their case all the way to the California Supreme Court, which ruled that it was not constitutional to, you know, not allow Mamie to attend this school. But what the school district did in response was they established a Chinese school, right, that separate but equal kind of notion that we have seen repeated throughout history, right? Drawing that parallel, that case happened in the late 1800s, drawing that parallel to Ruby Bridges and to what other communities have experienced in terms of school segregation can help students understand, hey, like a lot of our communities have experienced this, right? I My community is not isolated in what it has been through and to really build empathy across people who may have different identities, but who have been through a lot of the same things. Laura, how has being an Asian American impacted you as an educator? I think my, like, when I think back to, like, my upbringing of going through the Illinois public school systems as an Asian American, knowing that, right, like, like it was just kind of like a passing of, like, thinking about when Asian American history was mentioned in schools. I think that's kind of what shaped me to become an educator in terms of just, like, the having to kind of figure out my identity, like, at an early age without necessarily the support coming from school or, or home and knowing that my students, Asian American or not. Not from school or home. Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So essentially just knowing that, like, okay, like, in order for our students to feel safe and feel like they can actually be themselves in the classroom, in, in, a, in a society that is ever-changing, in a country, in a city that's ever-changing, it's really important to be able to be that support system for students, whether they get it at home or not, um, to be able to have that safe space at school. So that kind of really shaped my decision to become an educator, to be able to give back to children, to communities that, you know, may just be needing a little extra of that the advocacy that, you know, if, if they are not able to provide, I'm happy to pr- provide it for them, essentially. Yeah, that's wonderful. Let's hear one more time from second grade teacher Katie Hollenberg. They can hear a story and they can understand what the unfairness is and how we're all inside just wanting to be loved for who we are. They just see the pure situation and they want to help and they want to do the right thing. And, you know, they they take it out onto the playground and they take these lessons of fairness and justice and apply it to lots of different places. So she's talking about how even at seven and eight years old, young students can still understand these stories of discrimination. Biggest takeaways that you're hoping teachers get from all of this work, Grace? Honestly, just that starting is what's important. You know, we understand that it's really overwhelming to maybe try to teach about something that you yourself didn't learn, right? So start somewhere. Just start with one example that you were really moved by in our professional development workshop and dive into that. Let that inspire you to to go on and continue your learning. We know that the learning journey never ends, you know, even for educators. And so we're yeah. just excited to be part of that support process. I'll give teachers. you the last word, <laughs> Laura. Uh, I mean, basically everything that Grace said, I also echo. Ditto. Um, yeah, ditto. <laughs> I think it's also just really important, too, for like as educators, it's our profession, but it's also something personal. It draws us to the profession. Mm-hmm. So just kind of seeing it from like the lens of like if you were in a situation where you're not being like heard or seen, like how would that, that feel essentially as like an adult or as a child and being able to kind of bring that mindset into just making sure that all students are, you know, being able to feel seen and heard and knowing yeah. that, like Grace mentioned earlier, there's so much intersectionalities with like the different communities of color, just how like, our, our history, our U.S. history has really shaped itself to be today. And it's just yeah. a matter of acknowledging it. For sure. Laura Hoke Prabakar is an educator for Noble Schools in Chicago. And Grace Pye is the executive director of Asian Americans Advancing Justice in Chicago. Thank you both. Thank you so much.
This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.